live on social media. Hello, everyone. Yay! Here we are for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Caroline. I'm doing this podcast with a lot of enthusiastic vibe. I hope you enjoy that. And I want to bring the follow spot towards wonderful artists who do puppetry art because I, I love this art. I practice it myself and I want to share this passion with the world. And yeah, as we are everyone in kind of a, a funny moment, we could share our passion together. So yeah, so today in the interview, we have Marie Robinette. I'm so excited because I love her work. I saw her Patreon account and yes, I'm really uh Really happy to have her on the show. But before we go into the interview, I will let you know that you can ask any question during the live. That's the beauty of it. And yes, if you want to write from where you are watching, it's always really fun. So say a little hi. And uh, yeah, also, I want to add that we have the World Puppetry Day this weekend. So it's on Sunday and we organize... Uh, a gathering. I must have dragged the the website. <laughs> I will I will bring it during the interview. Um, but it's uh, we organized a, a gathering on Zoom, and we will have a lot of people. We will have happening and some performance, and we will share this passion all together for puppetry. So I really invite everyone to join for the World Puppetry Day uh, this Sunday. It's at two, we do it, and we will put the link just below. So yeah, so publicity commercial is done. Now let's go in our interview. So she's a, a voice She do multiple stuff. She read, she write, she, she do wonderful voice and wonderful puppetry. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in the screen, Mary Robinette Kowal. Hello. Yay. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, my cat has decided to join us, so now it's a real internet thing. This yeah. is Helix. Yay. Helix is part of the interview. <laughs> so cool, Mary, to have you on the show. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am I am very happy to be here. Always happy to talk about puppets. Yes, so cool. So I want Mary yourself to introduce how you fall into puppetry to the people who who know or don't know you. Maybe have a little intro on how you fall into this passion. Absolutely. So. Um, when I was in high school, a friend of mine belonged to a church that had a puppet troupe. And I was like, that's the coolest thing. And so I actually joined the church so I could be in the puppet troupe, which is maybe not the best reason to join a church, but it worked. Um, and then uh, when I was in college, I was a minor, hello, yes, uh, minor in theater and speech um, and art education with a minor in theater and speech because it was the closest I could come to combining everything I wanted to do. And a professional puppeteer came to see our production of Little Shop of Horrors, in which I was the man-eating plant, Audrey too, and uh, Dee Braxton. And she came up at the end of the show and she said, introduced herself. And I was just like, hang on, wait, wait. People give you money to do this? <laughs> and basically changed career choices on the spot. I went from there to intern at the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta and just never looked back. I went on marionette tours. I did 
tabletop puppets, uh, body puppets. Like if it, it basically, if it was a dolly and you were paying me to wiggle it, I would. If it was like any any anim, inanimate object, and you're like, here, act with this. I'm like, yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You you are a passionate, enthusiastic about puppet. It's great. Yeah. I want to ask you, because you do also a lot of voice and a lot of writing, like mm -hmm. you write books and you you read them to, to, to people. And I, I saw that you have a lot of fun on this field also. So I want to ask you if you consider yourself a multidisciplinary artist and how you combine and how those feel like help each other. Sure. So I tend to think of myself as um, as a storyteller um, first, and and that's that's like the the thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I just do it in a lot of different mediums. So while I am multidisciplinary, to me they are all so closely related. Uh, and it was why puppetry appealed to me was because I got to do all of the things. You know, I got to do the writing, I got to do the sculpture and the art, I got to do the acting. Uh, and that, uh, and, and a lot of stepping outside of yourself too. So, um, so like I still kind of self-define very strongly as a puppeteer, even though most of what I'm doing these days is, you know, writing or yeah. taking care of cats, because that's actually why I exist. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And uh, yeah, so Mary Robinette, I have a lot of deep questions as the podcast is like an archival of big knowledge of puppetry. So are you ready for those questions? I am. I am so, so set. Yes. So I want to know um, why, like what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? For me, it is that it is uh, two, a couple of things, one of which is um, I think of it as the theater of the possible. Mm. Uh, with, with puppets, anything is possible. Um, as an actor, I was limited to playing uh, five, seven white females. Mm. And with puppets, I can be, I can be a badger. Um, I have played an aging, like an, an old man, multiple old men, actually. <laughs> um, So, so some of that is from a, a purely selfish point of view that it, it, it gives me a lot of opportunities for expression. Right. Uh, but, but as a form, like when I watch it um, and what I enjoy about it is that it allows all of this interconnectedness to, to kind of to speak. It, it gives the artist this additional layer of metaphor. Um, I think that much like science fiction and fantasy, which is what I write, it takes the world and kind of tips it to the side so that the audience can can sort of see the interconnective tissue. And, and really specifically, it creates more of a space for the audience to um, to invest themselves in the show, because, you know, in, without the cooperation of the audience, um, they're, they're just... It's just inanimate objects. Hmm. And so that, that audience investment, um, I, I love that. I love the, the, the meeting them in this liminal space between us. Wow. I love that you bring this viewpoint about the audience. And that's true. If the audience is not there, it's not a show. It's not performance. Yeah. When, when I was uh, training, um, one of the things that, that someone said uh, was... Do you know what the difference is between a puppet show and playing with dolls? <laughs> the audience. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can relate to that. It's, (laughs) yeah. And I want to know your crush moment. So maybe you were playing with dolls at some point, but did you get a moment where you, you get this crush for puppetry and this connection that you were talking about? Um, so it was probably in high school when, with my, my friend's puppet theater, where, you know, the, the church was hands for God puppet theater, <laughs> um, where it was just, you know, the, the, the idea of, of moving them. Um, but the, I think the, the moment that I fell in love with puppetry as a, a larger whole, not just because those were very, you know, they were moving mouth. So like, mm-hmm. very Muppety. Um, yeah. But when I uh, went down to Atlanta um, for for that audition, for the uh, to actually no, I take that back. It was not Atlanta. It was it was still the Center for Puppetry Arts. Um, I uh, the thing that made me go to Atlanta was that um, their production of Pinocchio was on tour, and my dad had contacted me. I was, I was into it at this point. I was doing, doing puppets in, um, in Tennessee. I'd already had the, oh my God, people will give you money for this. <laughs> and he said, Hey, uh, do you want to go see Pinocchio? The center for puppetry arts is on tour. And I went to go see it and it was overt marionettes. Um, so they were all short strung, um, it was a kind of Sicilian rod style. Marionettes. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the, the performers were in full view and it was, inventive and wild and like nothing I'd ever seen before. And it was just, it was breathtaking and so much fun. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I, um, I went up to the performers afterwards and I was like, hello. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Um, and I'm still friends. Uh, I met, uh, Peter Lentz there. Uh, I'm still friends with him. I'm still friends with a couple of the other puppeteers that I met on that, the Rick Sears and um and just kind of fell headlong down the rabbit hole at that point um and then going to atlanta and seeing uh the heaven hell tour by john ludwig and it was just like what has even happened with my brain um i just like so it, it made me understand that puppetry was such a broad field with so many different beautiful forms of expression so yeah that that's a wonderful answer and i can feel like the the love of this this yeah form this this feel and this passion that the puppeteers put in their 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 job it's really uh we we get it we (laughs) that's great yeah i I, I keep i keep having crush moments like (laughs) where i fall in love with it all over again i'm like Manual cinema is just on a new show and it's amazing. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. And I want to ask you um, the feel of study because you you describe yourself as a storyteller and mm-hmm. I feel this really interesting. So what would be the best feel of study for someone to become a puppeteer? So this is an interesting question for me because uh, one of the things is that word puppeteer. Like, yeah. Do we mean puppet performer or do we mean puppet designer or do we mean someone who really does everything? Um, but for me, the when I think puppeteer, I tend to think performance um, and acting. 
Like yeah. I think the thing that separates the um, the mechanically gifted puppeteer from the truly great puppeteer is is acting, uh, and that that is something that sometimes gets neglected. Mm-hmm. That the the depth of the depth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pretentious. <laughs> no, I, I love it because that's true. We we are here to say the truth, the yeah. truth about our art, and and yes. every opinion can exist. And I think everyone have his own truth and observation. But I feel it's the place to tell. It. So one of the things here is here is my uh, here is my I'm going to get more detailed in my argument for <laughs> okay, for acting. Good. Because uh, you'll you'll hear people say um, things like uh, presented as a truth that that puppets, uh, the thing that puppets are worst at is talking because no one wants to watch a puppet just sit and talk straight to the camera. They they want to watch them move. And I'm like, yeah, but that's isn't that just true? Like, if anything, we have learned anything from the past year. It's that no one wants to watch anyone just sit and talk to the camera because we're all trapped in these little boxes, which is what puppets live in. It's like no one just wants to watch this. Um, and I saw Histopolis Puppet Theater do The Adding Machine. And uh, Mr. Zero, had, the second act begins with a monologue. And the puppet's just standing in the middle of the stage. And it is one of the most compelling pieces of theater I've ever seen. And it doesn't even have a moving mouth. And it, but it was so beautifully acted and so nuanced that I was just there. The entire audience was quiet and just there. So I don't think that it's that puppets aren't good at movement. I think it's that movement masks uh, acting that is, is not everything that it could be. Hmm. That's such it's a like, good example also. Yeah, well, it's like when you see, uh, you, you know, you'll talk about the, 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 the meat actors who, who chew the furniture, you know, they who are always just like moving around the stage and picking things up and can't act without a prop <laughs> versus the people who can do these small, introspective, really contained and, and nuanced th- performances. And it's like, that's that's acting. And it is different styles of acting. One could make that argument. But um, but for me, if you're going to say what what should a puppeteer study on acting? That's great. I love to have your opinion and and see your argument around it. It's it's great. <laughs> oh, good. I want to to know also your definition of a puppet because everyone uh, voice it in their own words. But what is yours? So I always start with Bill Baird's definition of puppetry, which is puppetry is the art of bringing to life an inanimate object. Um, and for me, it's the bringing to life aspect that is the the key um and and it's that that shared relationship with the audience uh, but in terms of what it is it can be anything from i mean the object itself does not matter um, yeah so it's it's the the yeah the like the action of the puppeteer yeah, yeah it, it does not have to have any moving parts um, it doesn't even need to be a corporeal thing. Like you can, I think, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's video puppetry, uh, the, the, um, CGI, the, 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 yeah. the real time CGI that's, you know, with the mitt and the, the joystick. I can't remember what, the, what that's called, but, um, I, I think there's an argument to be made about whether or not it to be, needs to be real time, mm-hmm. um, or, or delayed, uh, and and I think there's really interesting semantic arguments to be had for things like, 
you know, is um, are, are animatronics in which a puppeteer performs it live and then it's recorded and the recording gets played back for an audience later. It's like, is that a puppet? <laughs> and and I think those are really interesting art- arguments to have. Um, but uh, but I, I don't I don't think that they're. Um, but I, I'm like, but I also don't think that there's a right answer there. The, yeah. the one thing that I have found in terms of sometimes I think it's more interesting to say to, to flip the question and say, uh, what is not a puppet? <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You know, like a costume character is not a puppet. And so and, and so what's the dividing line there? The dividing line is some form of displacement, you know, because in a costume character, everything lines up. And in a puppet, uh, there's always like, you know, big bird, the hand is up there. Um, there's always some some part of the performer's body is displaced. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they control the mouth with with something right. with, with the, the, some yeah. something in the, the yeah. face. And, you know, and, and, you know, if you're reaching out and handling something in front of you, the entire figure is displaced. So, yeah. you know, so that that says, well, a puppet is is something that is displaced from is a form of performance that is displaced from the performer um that's interesting you know. yeah i think you know. it, it, it's a so, nuance so th- so th- those questions are for me fun it's like you know okay well a robot is you know why is a robot not a puppet <laughs> that's a good one and we have steve who say great commentary Mary. oh steve hello <laughs> how are you <laughs> So cool. Yeah. So people are listening what you said and and they agree. So that's great. Yeah. Let let me ask you um about about you, about your purpose on puppetry. I want I always ask what is your goal like as a puppeteer? Something you want to achieve or a play you want to put together or something to write? Oh. What is it's a futuristic yeah. question. It's so hard. Um, cause I mean, the, the I, I, like I saw that question and you, you did prepare me for it and I was still like, I don't, I don't even know how to answer this. Um, the, so there, you know, my personal goals are always to be better today than I was yesterday. Mm. Um, but that's, that's true of everything. Um, but this gets back to the thing that I said about being a storyteller and that for me, the, the thing thing that I want to do with whatever medium I am telling a story in uh, is to uh, to move the audience. Mm. Um, and sometimes that is to move them to laughter. Sometimes it is to move them to tears. Sometimes it is to move them to throw something across the room. But um, but to cause them to to experience a, a, an emotion and, and hopefully a shared emotion, something mm. that, that we are uh, sharing between us and, and with the other people in the audience. So that's, that is the thing that I am interested in, um, and, in, in, in achieving. Um, yeah. Does that yeah. answer? Yeah. Enough? And okay. it, it's a, it's a purpose to move the audience yeah. is something that I think artists want to accomplish. They, yeah. Some want to change the world, some, but to move them, it's also to, to yeah. create a reaction, to have an impact on the audience. And this is yeah. great. Yeah, for years I wanted to do um, a production of uh, um, Brave New World using all puppets. Mm-hmm. 
uh, overt puppetry, overt tabletop puppetry, and and I wanted all of the puppeteers to be identical twins. Wow. Um, because it's all about cloning. Uh, but now I'm like, but there's so many more interesting stories. <laughs> like, yes, and that's true. And those story brings brings us a lot of challenge. And yeah, and, but it's difficult to decide for one story. But I know. this broad. Why just one thing? <laughs> Yes, and let me bring some some stuff of the audience because we have comments popping up. Oh, so great. yeah, so Walter say good to see you, Walter. Oh my and, goodness, this is like yeah. old home week. <laughs> and we have Patricia who said thanks for the podcast. Yeah, it has been a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walter said, but we have here. Oh yeah, if someone is relating to your show. So one of oh. my favorite show ever was Mary Show. What not? Yes. Yeah, that's been a, a puppet show plays. Yeah, yeah. It's been a speaking of. It's been a minute. <laughs> 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 That's good. So let me bring you some question about your perception of the field. Do you feel puppetry is in an ascension, is more popular or less? What is your observation towards the world um, right now? So I, I think it's more popular than it's ever been. But it, like any form, it you know, it's going to go in and out of fashion. Um, so for me, it's it seems like it's more popular. Uh, the internet is a form that is extremely friendly to puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing, uh, you know, at, as a writer and public speaker, I have been doing presentations for people using puppets on how to use puppetry techniques to make the, to, to make themselves more interesting in, uh, in, in, in our tiny little box here. Yeah. Um, but but also like I, I see more and more puppets being passed around on the internet. Um, it's it, it it varies. You know, right now nothing is in the ascension because uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but puppets, you know, again they, you know, we are used to being in this box, uh. and, and meat puppets are not. Yeah, but that's so interesting that you you bring that knowledge to people, like to to people who are not puppeteers, to bring mm-hmm. their this understanding of a puppet and what it could take if they are aware of. Yeah, so. yeah, it's like you know, aggressive passive passive and regressive motion. You're interested in something, lean into it. You know, in shove back. It's like whoa. It's like, yeah. it just makes it a little more dynamic. Use your side to side. <laughs> Storytelling goes left to right on the screen. Don't mirror your thing so that you can move left to right and see it happen. Look, we're making progress towards our goal. <laughs> That's so great. I'm the, such a nerd. <laughs> no, I feel I feel it's I, I want a lot of people have this knowledge to, to be aware of of this the screen, this puppetry mm-hmm. thing. I, I feel, even for myself, I, I got so much understanding of life by practicing the art of puppetry, so I feel you are yeah. the same. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And uh, I, I want to know also um, your, um, your, like, if people want to see more of you, I know you are writing. So uh, how we can get into more of the world of Mary Robinette? 
so the easiest thing is to sign up for my newsletter, and then then we just send you messages about here are the things that I'm doing. Um, but uh, so if you go to my website, um, if you follow me on Twitter, YouTube has. Um, if you're interested in puppets, YouTube is probably the place to go because I have a lot of. Um, older videos of of me building things. I rarely build things on commission anymore. Um, mm. So, uh, but but if you're interested in in like, what does it look like when someone is preparing for an audition? You can watch me prepare for an audition. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, <laughs> okay, well that was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And and we have Patricia who's, who just add that. My son said I was a nerd. <laughs> yeah, Patricia. Yes. Nerds are brilliant people. We have yes. Mark also who asked. This, yeah. Now, this is, uh, if, if we're talking about anything that's in Ascension right now, nerds are in Ascension right now. <laughs> that's great. Yes. And do you have Mary, maybe a puppet or another cat or <laughs> something? <like that>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, I brought um, I brought a rehearsal puppet. Um, and... Oh, I can go bigger with the screen like this. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I was built in about um, half an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But I I uh, I dress. I shop at Build a Bear because um, very handy, super great. Uh, so that's Lee. Um, and I actually have a uh, like six episodes of a podcast or web series because I'm terrible at getting it done. Um, where Lee, it's uh, talk to the hand. Lee gives you publishing advice about being a writer. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I brought, which is one of my favorite puppets, is a dinner napkin. Um, so this is this is my favorite trick for teaching someone about puppets is I take a dinner napkin and I tie a knot in the end of it. And someone's always, you know, like you get stuck at a party or a thing. It's like but someone's like, but what is puppets? Like, how do puppets work? <sighs> and so um, so I'm like, OK, focus indicates thought. What your puppet is looking at is what it's thinking about. Breath indicates emotion. <sighs> sad puppet is sad. <laughs> Muscle puppet can move by itself. You know, <laughs> meaningful movement. I came from over there. I'm going over there. It was nice talking to you. Goodbye. Yay. So. You're there. so precise. Look. You're so <laughs> precise. I love it. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> No, but it, it's, it's great to have some knowledge and, and just bring the way you explain the art form. I feel that that's really interesting because we... We got your also educational skills because we have to educate as puppeteer right. our fellow family that sometimes don't understand why we are so into that. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a, um, a saying in science fiction, uh, pay it forward. And, you know, I, I know this like aggressive, passive, regressive focus, breath, all of that. I know that because Peter Hart at the Center for Puppetry Arts trained me. Um, D. Braxton took me on as an intern when I was just like puppets, um, and and every time it's I love this community. Every time I'm like I you know I'm I'm trying to figure out a thing, and someone's like, well here, here are all of my books, or I can show you that. 
Um, and、uh, yeah, it's it's so much better than the、uh, the the days in the you know in in the eighteen hundreds、um, when if you wanted to learn puppets, you had to go like lie on the floor and look up at the marionette bridge and try to figure out what what are they doing up there. Yeah. Yes. Backstage. Yeah, we have the the knowledge also more accessible with. Yeah, with online stuff, and that's true that we can share that. And I, I want to to have you、uh, plug your book because I I know it's part of your practice, and、oh. and a lot of people enjoy what you're doing. So yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Perfect. So I write science fiction and fantasy. Calculating Stars is、uh, Apollo era science fiction. Um, basically, I slam an asteroid into Washington D.C. in 1952, which kicks off the space program at a time when、um, the uh, computers are still women. So, if you want to send a computer into space, you have to send a woman.、Um, so, it's、uh, we're three books into the series now. The most recent one, yeah, no, like I'll do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah,、um, yeah. I just happen to have these books here. How?、Yeah. What a weird coincidence! <laughs> I want to read it. <laughs> Uh, Relentless Moon is、uh, standalone, even though it's technically book three,、um, but you can read it by itself. And it's、um, it's a thriller set on the moon.、Um, and whoops,、uh, yeah. So、um, if you want to try one, it's the most recent one. You can just read that, or you can read all three, or none. I'm fine with that. You can also go to my website if you're just like I just want to try something.、Um, Go to my website, maryrobinettekowal dot com, and、uh, there's a tab.、Uh, there's a thing. Now I can't remember the way my old, own website is laid out, but there's a section of、uh, free fiction which just links、mm. to stuff that I, that's posted and available online. So you can take a chance without having to like fork out any money or get me from the library. I love libraries. That's great. I I'm so curious about it. I, and and, the, and does the those book are translate just in case? Um. So the French version just came out. It is available. Um. Uh. Um. Oh, I sh- was not prepared for that. I should have because、uh, I knew that you were French, and I did not even think about it. It is just on the other side of the curtain. I could run and grab it. It's uh. Uh, vers la toile, uh, vers it's towards the, it's towards the stars, but in French. Vers les étoiles. Ve, ve, yes, <laughs> yes, that is what it is. <laughs> That's great. I I can't wait to to see that. It, yeah. I, my English is good, but for reading, I I will maybe prefer the French version. So we、yeah. have a question from the crowd, and、yes. I I will bring that for our conclusion because it's a great question. So it's from Rob Brown who say, "Do you have any advice for how to pitch a puppet show to a television network?" So that is outside of my area of expertise, but what I can tell you from、uh, from friends who do this is that、uh, that you you need to be able to explain why the story is relevant to a modern audience,、um, and you need to also explain why why puppets.、Um, the person that I would recommend following on Twitter is、uh, and and Instagram is Raymond Carr. Um, C A R R、uh, is Ninja Puppet, I think, on Instagram. Great,、uh, great guy, and、uh, and is doing.、Um, he he is actively pitching things and、um, and knows like that that is a side of the industry that I have not had to do.、Um, but、uh, 
but the the those are the things every time I, I talk to someone who is pitching something, um, that's the advice that I always hear. Know why you're telling the story, why it's relevant to a modern audience and, and why puppets. That's so cool. That's that's an advice in itself. That's great. Just start from there and after go to, go grab some other advice. And, and, then, and then find an actual expert. Yeah. <laughs> Also true. You are so generous, and then, yeah, you you genuine. We say, I, I really appreciate your authenticity, your honesty in this interview, Mary. So yeah, and and if people want to connect again, could you relate to maybe one uh, how they, they they Google Mary Robinette and they find um, you? If, yeah, if if you type in Mary Robinette, I will just pop up. Um. Uh, but, uh, like, and if you type the entire name, Mary Robinette Kowal, um, I definitely turn up, but, uh, but I'm on most social media, I'm, you know, at Mary Robinette. That's so great. So we, we wish you good luck in all you do. Like for now, you, you, you you also read your, your, your book, eh? I do. I do. The voice. (laughs) We can hear your voice also. Yes. yes, you can also, if you listen to the audiobook, you can hear me butcher French. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, it, I, I sound like I can speak it, and I really can't. I have, <laughs> I have, um, every time we have to hit any, like French and Portuguese every, are in both of these books, and every time we hit one, I'm just like, all right, so I'll say three words, and then I'll say three more words, and then my engineer is just going to, Stitch that all together and speed it up a little bit so it doesn't sound like I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. I love that. So thank you so much, Mary Robinette, for your time. It was an amazing afternoon to speak with you. And yes, thank you. I will have to push you out of the screen right now. It's always the moment that I do. So see you. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. And yes, let's promote this puppetry art. It's puppetry day this weekend. And I really want to have a lot of people to our gathering. We do a big Zoom party. So have a look on the, the our page, our Facebook page, our website. All the information is there. It's at 2 p.m. on Sunday. I hope to see everyone there. So yeah, everyone have a wonderful week and uh, yeah next week we have other episodes so stay tuned to see more of the puppet podcast so now it's time for the jingle bye-bye